Welcome to the first episode of The Preacher and the Professor. I'm Donna Petter. And my name is Tom Petter. And we've been married for 36 years, and we're excited about this podcast because we we thought we could share with you um, some of our ministry experience. 36 years, Tom, we've been married, and it's all been ministry, correct? Exactly. For a long time now, and uh, we thought that we would do a podcast that talks about all the people that have imparted into our lives things that we have sought to impart to others. So like what topics? Well, I think that it goes with our calling to, to proclaim the word, mm-hmm. this joint call that we have from the start to the proclamation of, of God's word. And, that, and the people that the Lord has brought on our path over the years and and, and and speak to the insights of faithful people. And and we actually have a verse that just kind of captures this. And Donna, you want to so, tell us about yes, it? Yes, our key verse for this podcast comes out of 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it is, it's actually Paul's last words to Timothy. It's chapter 3, verse 14. He says this, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And that is a verse that for me conjures up our mentors. And in the context of Timothy, that's what Paul is telling Timothy, your mentors were your mom and your grandmother, people that taught you the scriptures. Your mentor was me. And just a few verses before, he says in 10 of chapter 3, you have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings. And so he's giving Timothy his example, follow him. So mentorship to, to, to Paul is very important. And we have in our lives uh, mentors that we could name even right here and now. In fact, this verse, chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, verse 14, is a verse um, that I used in the dedication of my commentary on Ezra to Ron and Judy Smith, who were really the first people that taught me the scriptures. And, and I used this verse to highlight and to thank them uh, for being the mentors in my life. But there are other people that we think of as mentors as well. Yeah, I think uh, actually I was thinking also about my own call to the proclamation of the word that comes actually right in that context of uh, verse 14 and verse 15 of Second Timothy 3 and uh, from all childhood, you've been acquainted, in verse 15, with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And and, and to me, the, the sufficiency of Scripture right there, they're capable to, to give you wisdom. And then in verse 16, it says, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And, and that was a, a clarion call for me um, as back when I was very young, 23, uh, this call to, to study the scripture because it brings to the man of God completeness and you being equipped for every good work. So it's a, just a broad 
uh, a broad um, value, the power of the Word of God to to prepare you for any kind of calling that you have. And in my case, it was the call to teach and preach the Word of God. And But for any calling, for anyone, uh, this the, the sufficiency, the... Um, the ability, the supernatural, because it's God's breathed, right? It's it comes from the Spirit of God. That the supernatural ability of the Scripture to prepare you for whatever ministry on Wall Street or cleaning houses or whatever it is, it, it, it goes back to the Word of God. And and uh, and of course, in chapter four, then of course Paul says to Timothy, "Well, preach the word. Then, if mm-hmm. the word is so sufficient, so powerful, then you preach it. Be ready in season and out of season, uh, and and so on and so forth." So the the centrality of the word. I think for this podcast, we wanted to anchor our inaugural podcast uh, in, in the sufficiency and the power of the word, because that's. That's the characteristic that was imparted to us by our mentors, is the, the sufficiency and the power of the word. And, and here we are 36 years later, and we are more and more convinced of the sufficiency and the power of God's word. And I would like to say that we have been married for 36 years, and it really was the scriptures that brought us together. And, you know, Tom, whenever it says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned, it means that there's a possibility that we may not continue in what we have learned and have firmly believed. So there's a real caution because in the same in the same epistle, uh, Paul tells Timothy of two people who have actually swerved from the truth. So continuing... In what we have firmly believed is important because swerving is also uh, something that people do. And he swerved, he, he tells of two people, in, their names are uh, in verse 17, of Hymenaeus and, Philen- and uh, Philetus. They swerved from the truth, and this is how they did it. They had a belief that the resurrection had already happened. Nowadays, we're not talking about that the resurrection has already happened. We're talking about swerving from the truth in the resurrection. And so this whole idea of swerving from the truth is critical uh, for us. What do you mean by swerving from the truth in the resurrection? What do you mean by that? Well, people don't believe that the resurrection actually happened. And I'm not talking about people that are out there on the street. I'm talking about people within the church, which is also the affirmation that Paul gives to Timothy. It's the insiders that he is warning him about, opponents within who have swerved from the truth. And that's why the injunction to Timothy is to hold on to what you have learned because you know the character of those that taught you the scriptures. So, and he brings his own character to play into that discussion. So talk about that, the character of, of mentors. Oh. Why is that important? So the character of our mentor, we're looking to them. We, so if I soar from the truth, whether it is my belief on the resurrection, my belief about the gifts of the spirit, my belief on m- marriage and divorce, I, I am accountable to those mentors. And so p- Paul in- inevitably is saying to Timothy, you know, look at my life, my faith, my conduct. And so if Timothy was to swerve from that godly conduct, he's, he's going to disappoint Paul as his mentor. I don't want to disappoint my mentors, Tom. 
I don't want to disappoint those that taught me the scriptures. And first and foremost, I mean, obviously we don't want to disappoint the Lord uh, in being truthful to the scriptures. But the scriptures are what mentor us. And the and the mentors who taught us the scriptures, so, we'd so be letting go. In, so you've done a lot of studies. We've done a lot of things together, Donna. And in what way? I'll share my story about not wanting to displease my mentors. When uh, we we ended up doing a PhD in in a top tier research university, and which is not a confessional believing environment, and and we had to make some decisions about our research design, our approach to handling the scripture, and and we. I always thought, I I wonder what my mentors would think about what I'm writing here. Uh, people who have a stalwart foundation in the Word of God. Um, there are several of them. I, I, and, and that kept me actually from, from going astray to think about the accountability dimension, that I wasn't on my own and I was standing on the shoulders of, of others and so I needed to, to be held accountable uh, to the scripture and to the truthfulness of the scripture. I don't know about you, how you you feel like you need to be accountable to your mentors even to this day. Oh. How does that sound? Oh, I think about it all the time. I think, oh my goodness, if I were to, to you know, say something in writing, uh, what, you know, am I being, uh, yeah, I think I have that accountability, just an internal accountability. I will not quit on the scriptures, and I have had several opportunities to quit on the scriptures, uh, you know, just by being in the context of a PhD program and, and whatnot and taking classes, you know, in places that um, were challenging my faith. I think in the, in the preaching for me as I preach full-time now, I, I think different from the professor who's looking to his or her mentors to, to continue in the great tradition of biblical scholarship and the trustworthiness of the scripture. I think for preaching, for me, is I think, what would John Wesley think of this sermon? What would John Calvin think? What would Chrysostom, you know, if you go back to the early church preachers, and what, what would they think of my sermon this coming Sunday? And, and there is an accountability that transcends the current culture and climate that uh, you don't compare, you don't co assess your own preaching over against, um, you know, the great preacher of our day, preachers of our days. No, you assess, you assess your preaching over against the giants over the past 2,000 years. And, and then it becomes, you know, a, a much more um, serious thing because you, right, you have to, you, you have to be accountable to the Lord, to his scripture, to the word of God, faithfulness to the word. But also you look, you stand on the shoulders of giants, the Puritans. I happen to be a full-time preacher in a Puritan uh, a church. You know, it goes back to the 1600s and, and with great preaching traditions. And, and so I wonder how I stack That's right. up I against could, yeah, these people. Right? And so whenever I think of today and how 
it's so common to follow people on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and on and on we go. Uh, you know, the question I have just kind of to batter with us back and forth is, I mean, do we really know the character of the people that we're following on Instagram and on Facebook and all these places? And it, I think we don't. And so we're following people whose characters we know nothing about. And so Paul's charge to Timothy is several things. Know the character of your opponents. Know the character of your mentors. Know the character of the scriptures. And especially, he says, in chapter 1, verse 12, Know the character of the one you are following. Uh, and he says this, I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he's able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. So, so Paul knows and, and is telling Timothy, know your opponents. They're going to swerve from the truth. Uh, and then you gently correct them because you know my example and what I've done with my opponents. So know your opponents. But I'd like to say something about that because we have to be a voice to speak up when people are swerving from the truth of the gospel, from the truth of the scriptures. And it's not easy. But I love what Paul says to Timothy is, you know, to do it in a gentleness, uh, correcting his opponents with gentleness. So know your opponents, know your mentors, know the scriptures. And when he says, know the one you are following. Yeah, great stuff. And then for me, it, it goes back to the character, right? What Don is saying. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And it's also a plug for a local expression of worship and, and teachers. With online, you know, you, we don't know people's characters. You know? we, like people have their celebrity preachers, and I have nothing against that to listen to, you know, people with worldwide impact. But you don't know them, right? It's, just, uh, it's nice to listen to these voices, but they're, they're not mentoring voices. And, and so the plug here is for a local expression of mentorship because you can get to know your mentors day in and day out, week in and week out, their weaknesses, their strengths. But you're going to probe their character because you see them uh, as opposed to an online following. Uh, and I don't need to tell you, we don't need to tell you uh, how disappointing it is when you hear of these celebrity preachers and teachers, and then you find out that it was just hollow and uh, almost like a house of card because the character just wasn't there. And our mentors have stayed the course with the scriptures, uh, and they have not quit on the scriptures, and so they've been our model for us this whole time, which is why I want to say this other thing that's so important because... You know, if Paul is saying to Timothy, allow, continue to allow the scriptures to mentor you, I mean, I think we have a great crisis in our midst right now because people are not allowing the scriptures to mentor themselves. And so think about it. The first two doctrines that have been challenged right out of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 1, did God really say you must not eat from that tree? And so the initial, the initial doubt that the enemy put into their minds was, did God speak? And so people are challenging today in the church, did, does God speak to us from this word? And then the second thing that I want to highlight, I think that is really important for us in-house, is the other theological doctrine that was challenged by the enemy. And he says in verse 4 of chapter 3 of Genesis, you will not surely die. In other words, the character of God is such, he's not going to 
cause judgment on you. And, and so we have to know the character of the scriptures and that God speaks through them. We need to know the character of God who reveals himself in the scriptures. And why, why is this important? Because it gives us a framework. It gives us an interpretive framework for life and what, what, what things come at us in life. And so we need to know the character of the scriptures. So what you're saying is the greatest mentor is the scripture. Yes, I and am. Then Yes. Mentors who follow the scriptures become good mentors. Exactly. And they match their message with their character. That's right. Just and the way God matches his message with his character, that he is faithful. That's what, exactly what I'm saying. Because if we don't ultimately know the character of the person that we are ultimately following, which is Jesus, and that comes to us from the scriptures, it comes to us from the, the mentors, then we are not going to be you know, encouraged uh, in our life's journey. So this is the preacher and the professor signing off with this encouragement from 2 Timothy chapter 3. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it. Amen and amen.